Hello and welcome to Ask Anything. It is May 27th, 2019. Today we will be talking about the question, what is poverty? My name is Charlie Wilk and I will be your host and street reporter. Today we will be exploring the history of poverty, socioeconomic impacts today, issues of poverty from the classic fried green tomatoes, and much, much more. After this. Are you sad? Is life letting you down? Are your friends letting you down? Well, then you need milk. Get 100% fat-free milk at your local grocery store today. It's good for your bones, and it's good for you. You need some milk. Hey, it's reporter Charlie Wilk here, hitting the streets of New York City to find out what real Americans think about poverty. Hey, could you guys introduce yourselves for me? I'm Bartholomew Papadopoulos. Eric Wright. Lily. Leonor. I'm here with these four, and I would like you guys to define poverty. Is that like when they don't work hard enough? Okay. I think it's just a fake term used to justify people not working hard enough. Hmm, okay. Isn't it just like people being like extremely poor? Okay. Isn't it like living in a poor living condition? Well, thank you guys. If you'd like to check out our podcast later and have a phenomenal day. Okay. Okay, back in the studio, I'm here with Eve Nicholson, a historical expert. Thank you for having me. And Eric Kolar, a literature expert. It's a pleasure. Eve, can you tell us about poverty through historical lens? Yes, I can. So, as we just learned in the interview, people's definitions of poverty seem to really differ from the actual definition. On a historical level, it's more than numbers. For much of human history, the majority of the world was very poor. This began to change with modern economic growth. Today, we have roughly one billion people in the world living in poverty. And there were also about 1 million people in the world living in such poverty 200 years ago. The difference is that then they accounted for about 4 out of 5 people in the world, while today they accounted for 1 in 5. Wow, so it sounds like things are really getting better. Yes. Hmm, okay. Eric, what can you tell me about literature? All right, well, uh, we have um, the story Fried Green Tomatoes. Um, It takes place during the Great Depression. And in some books, such as uh, Grapes of Wrath and Of Mice and Men, the Great Depression, it's seen as a time where people were desperately holding on to what they had and not having a lot of trust in others. And it made a very unforgiving uh, environment for just people living in poverty. However, in the story Fry Green Tomatoes, um, Iggy, she is a cafe owner, and she's a very kind, uh, caring person who's willing to help out anybody despite race, gender, and uh, financial status. In return for the care and great hospitality she provides for homeless people during the Great Depression, uh, the cafe, it's given the reputation of being a safe place for anybody in need. Uh, One of the homeless characters in the story, uh, Smokey Lonesome, he arrives at the cafe, and Iggy, uh, despite Smokey's uh, given appearance of wearing rags and worn-out shoes, uh, Iggy, she instantly provides him with a hot meal and a place to stay, and as a result, they uh, develop a friendship. And the story, it really does show that 
being willing to help and provide care for others, it can create a very positive environment and it helps make the world a better place. Wow, that's very interesting. So the dictionary defines poverty as the state of being extremely poor. Globally, poverty is considered living on less than $1.90 a day. But according to Compassion.com, poverty is much more than that. Poverty is hunger. Poverty is lack of shelter. Poverty is being sick and not being able to see a doctor. Poverty is not having access to school and not knowing how to read. Poverty is not having a job. Is fear of the future, living one day at a time. Poverty is losing a child to illness brought by unclean water. Poverty is powerlessness, lack of representation, and freedom. Okay, back to you, Eve. Earlier you talked about that society's way of seeing poverty was twisted and distorted. Could you provide some historical um, details and evidence on to why you think that society sees poverty the way it does? Yes. So before the Industrial Revolution around 1750, society relied on agriculture for wealth, and the wealth was not distributed equally. Um, however, today, production being amplified, we have enough to provide for everybody. People see poverty as inevitable today, despite our world as a whole having enough resources to provide for everybody. Oh, okay. That's really cool. So, Eric, back to you. Um, so, as a whole, what do you think we could do as each individual people to combat poverty here today? Okay, well, uh, regarding fried green tomatoes, if we look at the character Iggy, she, um, she views people, um, she doesn't really judge uh, what they have or what they look like. She just is very willing to be um, people's friends, uh, kind of based on their character. And if we all live by her example and we're a little bit less judgmental, um, I feel like we could all, it'd really make an impact and it would really uh, help the world out. And sometimes uh, the impoverished person is not always the one at fault when it comes to the grand scheme of poverty. That's very insightful. Finally, here with me, I have Matthew Wachowski, your 2020 Democratic presidential candidate. And he's gonna just talk about some of the things that he would do if elected as president to combat poverty here in America. Matthew, how you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'd like to thank you for um, having me on your show here. Okay, so first what I would do is I would open the political and economic systems, which would allow for greater freedom, less violent outbreaks, and are known to consistently reduce poverty. So creating stability in markets is an important step to increasing the local food shortage. With an increase of economic market security, a country can stand on its own and provide for itself, therefore negating the need for outside aid. Um, many poverty-stricken areas suffer from low literacy rates, and this greatly aids the setbacks poverty causes. Without proper education, a country cannot be relied upon to improve their situation. A country without learning-enabled people curdles itself because it cannot make the improvements needed on its own to advance. The lack of education means the people of the impoverished nation must rely on other nations to do um, that do in um, cooperate proper schooling without the knowledge being taught to them in stable learning areas. The country cannot provide its own impoverishment. 
Programs such as UNICEF had made great contributions to this cause, and in this time, the work put will be visible to all. Um, I would improve the health systems in poverty-stricken nations, uh, which is one of the hardest goals to achieve, but we'll get there um, as long as we keep our heads up and work hard about it. Uh, the health and the disease conditions are plentiful, ranging from city cleanliness to malaria outbreaks. Um, by containing even the smallest of these problems, progress would be visible. Thank you, Charlie, uh, for having me. I really appreciate it. You're very, very welcome. So what I'm hearing is that improving the independent mm -hmm. economic systems of individual impoverished countries would greatly impact even us as the United States because we wouldn't have to Correct. have our hand in these po impoverished countries, which is hurting our economic status as well. It sure is, yeah. Wow, that's yes. very interesting. Mm -hmm. You have my vote. Yeah, thank you. This is Charlie Wilk, and I would like to thank you all so much for listening to our podcast about poverty. If you enjoyed this, please tune in next week for our podcast about immigration. Thank you, and have a great rest of your day. And remember, always feel free to ask anything.